This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. His bio says he only eats fruit till noon. I'm sure everybody who covers him says this because it's a great line in your bio. He's a former rapper. He's also author of the New York Times bestseller, Living with a Seal, 31 Days Trading with the Toughest Man on the Planet. He co-founded the private jet card company, Marquis Jet. That was sold to Berkshire Hathaway. He has done so much in his life. Owner of the NBA, Atlanta Hawks, father of four. Now he's a millionaire life coach. He was recently the subject of the opener of the pursuit section of Business Week magazine. And Jesse Itzler is joining us. I'm so delighted to have you here with us. Thank you. And you're not done yet, are you? No, <laughs> I hope not. What is it about your DNA? Because you've gone a lot of different places. What is it that kind of drives you in your life? Uh, I'm a big check the box and move on guy. So I really just want to, I have a, a big appreciation for where I am in my life. And I believe in building my life resume more than my traditional resume. Right. So I'm just always kind of like finish something and on to the next. Never That's, looking back. No. You know what, Carol? I want to go through this life like I'm, and at the end of the journey, be like, I don't want to look back and be like, I was the 80% version of myself. So I really am sensitive to how much time I have left. Yeah. And just, you know, trying to do as much as I can. Right. Because you could, right? You're financially set that you could kind of just do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. But you continue to like help other people. Talk to me about this life coaching that you're doing. We talked about this, wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Anders Mellon wrote about it in the magazine. Tell me what you're doing and why you're doing it. Well, I've had a very unorthodox business journey. You know, I started out uh, in the music business. Right. I had private jet company, the coconut water with a company called Zico, which we sold to Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola right. And everything in my life, um, it wasn't really planned. I kind of just fell into it and started the process and turned it into a business. And this is not, this is no different. I wrote a book called Living with a Seal about a Navy SEAL that came to live with my family and myself for 31 days. And it led to um, speaking engagements and this and that, which turned into people wanting more. Right. They want to know more about, well, what's it like? You know, we're all wired to and told to like be around pe- like-minded people. And like-minded people tell us like-minded things. And we learn from stepping into the unknown and being around people that aren't like us. Right. So Getting a little uncomfortable, I yeah, always think. Yeah. So when I look back at my life and the various life experiences, I believe like the more you experience, the more you have to offer. Mm. And um, it just morphed into people asking me a lot of questions about business, about parenting, about I lived with, on a monastery for for almost a month. And it just led to a lot of questions that, you know, how could I help the most amount of people and share my experiences in these different buckets? And it turned into a coaching program. Well, tell us about this coaching program. Who actually, I think it, you know, who actually are the people who come to do it? These are pretty <laughs> successful people, right? Yeah. In various walks of life. Well, it's people from all different walk, stages of life. It's from CEOs to moms and dads that are just feel overwhelmed and are looking for guidance. It's called Build Your Life Resume. Right. And it's really, it's it's interesting because it's not a business coaching course, although I offer business strategies and tips from my journey. It's really about, most of us play defense in our life. Like our calendars fill up with appointments and meetings and weddings and all these different things and our calendars full and like the year goes by and like, what do we do this year? Yeah. And this is really about playing offense. It's about what do you want to do? What are the things that you want to prioritize? What are the races you want to run? What are the adventures you want to take? What's the RV trip you want to take with your family? And right. scheduling that first, prioritizing yourself first, and letting those other appointments fill in around that. So at the end of the year, when you look back, you're like, whoa, 
I accomplished da 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 instead of wow, I'm living in routine and I'm going through like this, life like this. Then all of a sudden I'm 78 and I'm like, whoa, I can't run that marathon anymore. Right. You know? It's being much more on the offensive, right? Is what you're saying. Playing offense. And not being defensive. What's interesting though is it's physical, right? This is the equivalent of kind of, I think the way we wrote it in the story or Anders wrote it, equivalent to kind of climbing Mount Everest. Well, I have an event called 2920. Well, that's what I want to talk a little bit about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's I've, separate. It's separate. Yeah. It's separate. I'm a really big, there's an old Japanese ritual. I learned about this from a guy named Kyle Korver who played for the Hawks called the Misogi. And the notion around a Misogi is you put one thing on your calendar so hard every year that the benefit, that it kind of defines the year yeah. and the benefits last the entire 364 other days of the year. And I was thinking, well, you know, looking for something I could do with my wife and my friends in the endurance sports kind of category because I'm an endurance athlete. Right. I love the celebration around endurance, how it makes you feel when you accomplish that, et cetera. I want to share that with more people, but I was frustrated because a lot of the options required you to be a great swimmer, an obstacle course racer, or a great runner, and that right. eliminates a big pool of people. You had to do so much to get to that point. Right. So I wanted something that could be, reach a wider group of, of and a wider audience. So we created this event called 29029, which basically is we rent a mountain, you hike up the mountain, you take the gondola down, and you repeat until you climb the equivalent of Mount Everest. Right. And you do it within a set amount of time, Yeah, within right? 36 hours. Yeah. So we've had eight sold out events, and um, my wife has participated, and I know you know my wife. Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx. Yeah, yeah. And there's no winner. It's just kind of like a you versus you challenge. Yeah. And it's really something where um, – what I love about endurance events um, – out. No, no, go, go, go. It, they force you to be where your feet are. Yeah. And they force you to be super present in a really busy world. And um, these challenges have been amazingly successful because they're outdoors and they come down to one thing, will. Yeah. Not like, you know, I'm this amazing Olympic athlete, but like, do I have the will to stay in and do this. Right, because it's lengthy, right? I think, you know, you have to have patience to do it, right? Like, Correct. you know, it's not something you're going to be done in four hours. Right. Right, you've got to keep going. Right. Yeah, the last one took me 27 hours. God. Well, what do you make of, um, my co-host Jason Kelly and I, we have a lot of guests on. You know, we are both um, just kind of in awe of what's going on in the wellness and fitness world. And I do think it's evolving to a place where even the medical community is realizing how much how important this is. It's not just to go to the gym once a week and, you know, eat crap the rest of the week. You know what I mean? And I, and I think you play into that, that people are really thinking about this is important. Set your goals at the beginning of the year, but it's, it's something that's going to have a much more lasting impact on you. See, I don't even like the word goals around wellness. Okay. It's lifestyle. Because if you start thinking goals and deprivation, that never works. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's about lifestyle. When I have a goal, if that becomes my like right now, that's my lifestyle until the goal is done. And then I go back to my regular life. But I don't look at it as a chore. I don't look at it as like I'm depriving myself. I have like this is what I'm doing and it's part of my daily routine. This month I'm doing something called the Calendar Club that I coined where every day I run the amount of miles that corresponds to the day of the month it is. Today is, the, is February 24th as See? we speak. I'll run 24 miles. And it's hard brutally hard, but it's my lifestyle. Yeah. It's a commitment that I'm going through. And I don't negotiate those goals. They don't, I don't negotiate my goals. Like 
It's just that's baked into what I'm doing today. Right. And I'm su- yeah, I'm just surprised that people are all of a sudden are like, wow, the benefits of this. It's like, you know, look how you feel right. when you accomplish. But do you know what I mean? It's not just like go to the aerobics class and just have some fun with your friends and then kick back the rest of the week or whatever. Like I do feel like we're thinking more holistically about taking care, care of this incredible machine that we've been given, right? Absolutely. And that we tend to abuse a lot. I think there's a big trend in that, obviously, and I think there's a big trend in experiences. And I think the days of vacationing on a beach are starting to go a little bit like this. And people want more. They want experiences. They want to learn. You know, it's like Gandhi said. It's like um, live like you're gonna learn like you're gonna live forever. And wait, what did he say? Learn like you're gonna live forever. Live like you're gonna die tomorrow. Yeah. Right. It makes you think about things differently. You know, you've gone through so many different stages in your life, I feel like, you know, I mean, it's fun to read your bio and I'm sure everybody asked you, you know, rapper and started these companies. I mean, what have you, or take us back to one of those moments. I mean, I don't know whether it was, um, you know, the, the jet company or whether it was uh, the drink company. Like, is there a moment in time that really just made a, a marked difference on you in terms of your perspective on life? I've had so many of those moments, you know, and most of those big moments are around failure. And I remember when my music career started, I was on a show called Club MTV at the time. It was like a big deal. I was on top of the world. And then I went to do my first performance in Pittsburgh and I got off the plane. And on the cover in a magazine rack when I walked off the plane was a magazine called Rap Pages. And my picture was on the cover of Rap Pages. It was like the equivalent of being on like a fine, like, you know, like this, right, it was unbelievable. So I'm like, oh my God, I got to buy all these and send them to my family and my parents are going to, so I bought all these magazines and I'm at the checkout and I look at the headline and it says, are white rappers ruining hip hop? And it was my picture. Here, you can have these. Right. I'm not going to be buying these. And I didn't want to leave for uh, six months. I felt like I didn't even want to go out in the public. Yeah. You know? But guess what? Nobody remembers that. No. A couple of years later, we were doing $150 million at Marquee Jet. Like, your life in any second can shift. And you can have this, you know, your one idea, idea away from this life-changing moment. And in that time, that I felt like the biggest failure, you know? And I felt like the whole world was looking at me. But I needed that as a 21-year-old kid because it made me realize that, like, people have their own stuff going on. Right. And I'm going to have setbacks like this. And I have to get over it. I'm 21. I have 60, 70 more years of life. I can't live right. in this moment. Right. And we often get stuck in where we are right now and think we're never going to get past where we are right now. But we get out of it. And we evolve. And we grow. And we get better. And we have companies. Right. And I realized, like, all right, I'm going to have setbacks, but I'm going to get through it. How how do you go from – I mean, Jesse, it's just a case of being at the right place at the right time or I don't know. Go from somebody who was a rapper, right? You wrote a song. I think that got an Emmy, correct? Or no, uh, Oscar. Well, yeah, Emmy. Emmy. Okay, an Emmy. And then like, and then you, you create several companies. How do you go from step to step? You know, it's not necessarily that logical pathway. I don't know. Logical is probably a cheap word, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is, it, is it a case of that you were always looking for something else or it was an interest or being, like I said, at the well, right do, place at the right time? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say right place at the right time. I, I think you create your own luck by putting yourself in a position where luck can find you. Right. Um, but I've always just, when I get excited about, I love newness. And when I get excited about something, I'm kind of like a ready, fire, aim entrepreneur. Um, I like to get my foot in the door and figure it out as I go. But um, I always go to the end of the movie. So I say to myself, 
in four or five years, what's the end of the movie look of this script look like? Okay. You know, at Marquee Jet, um, if you would have said to me, Carol. Um, you have to get Department of Transportation approval, FAA approval. You have to get investors and build a sales team and then find customers. I'd be like, I was a kiddie pool attendant four years ago. How am I going to get FAA approval? I would have been like, no way. But I love challenges. And I said, okay, let me take this big t- – let's find a lawyer that can get FAA approval. Yeah. And then when we get that, let's go to the next task. I like those challenges. And that's maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm drawn to endurance sports and 29029 and these, constantly a challenge, right? I like challenges and I like, and so I just think that you know when I find something that I go to the end of the movie and I say, okay, we're going to build a big jet company and we're going to sell it, then it's just filling in the script, right? And the plot changes and the script changes, but that end of the movie is unwavering. But what's interesting, Jesse, like you know, some might say, okay, you'd start a jet company and then you sell it. Maybe you would do something similar in that industry, but it's not what you do. And and it's not about staying in the business, right? Like you, it sounds like you've always thought I'm going to build this and then I'm going to sell it. Same thing with the drink company. I'm assuming, right? You, maybe the plan was never to stay with it, right? It's like, this is how I look at it. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to my relationship with time. The Amer- the average American lives to be 78 years old. I'm 51. If I'm average, I have 27 years left. Okay. If I'm not doing something that I'm excited about, I have to get out of it. I have to make a shift. And if I do something and I accomplish it, I don't want to sit there and clap my hands and celebrate it because I have 30 more years left on earth to maximize. And everything that I've done in my life from here to 51, it's done. No one cares who won the NBA championship five years ago. It's done. What I care about is from here until my ride is done. And how do I maximize this amount of time? So when I look at businesses or I look at adventures or challenges, if I have an opportunity to create a moment or a memory or get into a business I'm excited about, I take it. Because I don't want to look back and be like, oh my God, why didn't I do that? Why did I, why didn't, it goes back to what we said at the beginning of this. I don't want to be 80%. Mm. I don't. And so that's how I live my life. And I've always done that. So what's next? I don't know. (laughs) Well, what do you find that's interesting in this world? Because it does seem like you're on trends, you know, that become pretty established, whether it was the jet company or whether it's, you know, different kinds of drinks that, you know, and now we see so many. So what is, what are some of the trends that are out there that you think are interesting? Well, I like what we've started with this 29029 because people want experiences. They want to feel challenged. And this event makes people feel like world-class athletes you know, without having to have that background. So right. I, I like what we're doing in that space. But I also think to myself often, like, if I took all the energy that I've used in my life as an entrepreneur, you know, all the late nights and the meetings and the embarrassment on the magazine cover and all those kind of things, yeah. and I channeled all of that now with the people that I know, with the resources that I have, into doing something that could really help the world, that would be amazing. You know, like we use so much energy as entrepreneurs, but like if we could just use more of that to do good. So with four kids, four young kids, that's something that's that's very important to me. I don't know what that looks like yet, yeah. but that's definitely something that's that's on my radar. And like, how can I, you know, you start to think about legacy and you start to think about, you know, what what's the story your your kids want to tell about you and, and you want to leave behind? Right, the lasting impact. And I do go back to the challenge that you do with people. Um, you know, I do wonder if you see 
some kind of outcome when people do that, those endurance testing and they, they spend the 36 or 48 hours, right, climbing. Like, what what do they get out of it? Because these are, you know, it's funny, Anders had an interesting line in his story about it, um, that these are people who have worked really hard. They're making a lot of money to be able to enjoy the comforts of life, right? And then they put themselves in these situations where they really test themselves. Yeah. And I'm curious, what do you see these people who go through it? I think two things. I think for start. If I were to ask you, Carol, what did you do in 2012 that was big? You probably Most people would struggle. What did you do eight days ago? Right. Most people would not be able to tell you. This is a memory that, it's, that, you can, that lasts forever. You're proud of yourself. There are lessons that you carry into business, into parenting, et cetera. So there's enormous takeaways. I mean, there's a lot of studies around the benefits of challenges like this. Um, and so that's one. And the second thing is like most of us live in routine. You know, so this forces and we feel overwhelmed and busy and this forces you to be super present and it forces you to tap into this reserve tank that we all have. We all have so much more. We just don't want to access it because it's uncomfortable. Right. These kind of challenges force you to recognize like, whoa, I have more in my tank. So maybe that means I'm going to stay home and do more emails because instead of watching the game, I can sit here. It just forces you to get more out of all the buckets in your life. And that's why I love challenges like that. In terms of the buckets that you've done, um, you know, starting businesses versus, you know, endurance um, training or, you know, uh, various challenges, what do you like more? Is there something that you like? I mean, do you like starting businesses? I do. I do. But I'm really drawn to the personal development and personal challenges. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you think about it, if you work 40 hours a week, Right, Eight, the average American lives a f- works. I wish 40, it was just right, forty hours. Right, a well, week. <laughs> most people work nine to five. Yeah. Um, you know, that's X amount of hours, but there's so many more hours when you add the weekends and nighttime. And how do we we focus so much on those forty hours? What is there, hundred and fifty something other hours? How do what do we do with that time? Right, and that to me is really important. Uh, you know, I started this talking to you about like kind of what's in your DNA. What was it about? I mean, I'm just curious. I always love going back to, I think, about my childhood. You grew up in Long Island. What was it about? What were you like as a kid? What do you remember? Well, I was the youngest of four, and my parents really gave me a long leash. You know, if I was, they let me try everything, and that was the greatest gift that they gave me. They didn't steer me or put pressure, and they always praised the effort. Hmm. They always, it was never about the success. It was always about the effort. And that's something that I try to do with our children is really emphasize like, wow, it's not about how many points you score, but I loved watching how hard you tried and and that kind of stuff. And, you know, disappointment's been stripped from kids today. There's participation trophies. Everybody makes every team. And my parents were really good at balancing the disappointment that they let. And of course, they want to shield me from that. Right. But also allowing me to feel the hurt. Because that's a lesson in itself. Big time. As you said, failure. It's one of the biggest, most important things is how do, how do you deal with that kind of disappointment? Do you short circuit or do you grow? I think it is a perfect ending. And it <laughs> came full circle. Um, I cannot wait to see what you do next, to be quite honest. And I think you're living life fully and it's a great lesson for everybody else. So, Jesse, thank you so much. Thank you. What's on your bucket list, Carol? What's on my bucket list? Um, I'm a sailor. So I would love to kind of do some serious sailing where I'm kind of living on a boat. Do you have it scheduled? Not yet. I know, I know, but that's it. But it's funny, I do a lot of yoga and I think about when I do a retreat, that is my, like I often will set my year around those dates. Like I set that before 
anything else. I'll just leave you with one quick story about Please. sailing yeah. and why it's important, I think, to schedule it and really commit to it, write it down. You know, I have a friend of mine who was going through a tough time and I asked him, if you could do anything in your life, if I gave you $10 million, someone wired you $10 million, what would you do? He's like, I would move to California immediately. He's like a 55-year-old guy. Right. And I said to him, I was like, nobody's wiring you $10 million. Why don't you move to California anyway? Like, you can do that right now. I know what you know. Six months, save up, move out there, give it a year. Because if you don't do it, you're 55 and you're going to be 65. You're never going to do it. So if you want to go sailing, you know, you just never know the injury the change of circumstances. My parents, I have elderly parents. Yeah. Like life changes. Yeah. And it's just think it's so important to actually like just commit to it and do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. I know. Just gotta get the kid off. So the next college. year when we <laughs> next year when we sit, you'll tell me about your sailing trip. I will, I will. No, you but you're absolutely right. Like it's a it's a smarter way of living. And I think this whole idea of um You just don't get it back. Like I'm only gonna be fifty one once. Right. You know? Don't get it back. But it's setting intentions. Like I think about that whenever you're committing you, to right? it. Right? Yeah. Right. And then everything else. Thank you so much. Will you come back? Yeah, I got to go run. Oh, you got to go run? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my miles in. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Let us know how things are going. I what will. you're up to. I will. Okay. Thank you. Yeah.